0: When we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kander Outdoors, come on into the camp house and make yourself at home.
1: Boy, oh boy, it's getting good. The mornings are a little bit cooler, the days a little more tolerable. (laughs) the critters a little more active. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, and this is our camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Welcome. Glad you're here. Front door to the camp house is brought to you by a great product that I've used for years with my dogs, Forta Flora, America's number one canine probiotic. It settles and stops GI upset in your dog, but listen to this. It also works great as a preventative. Before that long road trip or... Change in routine. For Flora. Learn more about it when you visit me at KinderOutdoors.com. K I N D E R. You know, with fall comes a lot of new hunting opportunities, but don't forget the fishing pole. We're going to talk about patterning those fall crappie with Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, on the show today. Nothing like a good fish fry out at the deer camp, right? Let's get ready for that. We're also going to catch big green bass in the fall. And to guide us through that process, well, he's a Hall of Famer from Mount Ida, Arkansas, my good friend Mark Davis from Major League Fishing. And Joel Colander is going to join us from Rock Island Auction Company, Rock Island, Illinois. They had a $23 million gun sale last weekend, (laughs) and we're going to talk about that. Let's start, though, in the great state of South Dakota with my dear friend David Healand at the Dead Rabbit Lodge. David, I want to talk a little bit about pheasants this year, and you're the man I always come to for that. David, how are you?
2: Doing good. Doing good, Billy. How how is it down in Texas?
1: You know what? It's below 100 degrees, and it's been raining around here, so we're just grinning ear to ear, David. It's all good.
2: (laughs) Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, we've had our share of the rain, too, so it's been a good thing.
1: That's good. I want to talk a little bit about uh, pheasant production and c- because that's what, hey, that's when people in China think about South Dakota or when people in Russia hear South Dakota or when an Australian thinks about South Dakota, they think about pheasants. So let's talk about those pheasants. Did we have a hatch this summer? Billy, we had
2: a very, very mild spring uh, in central South Dakota, uh, which definitely helped the hatch. Uh, we're seeing a lot of, lot of broods, uh, up and down the roads. And, uh, we didn't have any, uh, serious storms or bad hail, uh, in our area. So the hatch, uh, was, is considered to be a lot better than normal. I think we're gonna see, uh, more birds than we normally do. Uh, we had a great summer with, uh, several, uh, different rains, uh, that we usually don't get in South Dakota. It's usually pretty dry in the summer. But this summer, uh, the good Lord blessed us with, uh, several good showers and, uh, took care of those chicks. And so the survival rate is pretty high. And so we're really excited about uh, what we're going to be seeing this fall.
3: Well, that's
1: really good news. Tell me this: I know as a quail hunter, those quail they'll they'll uh, they might breed; they might raise two or even three broods in a summer in a strong year. Will pheasants go back and raise a second clutch?
2: Uh, the only time a hen pheasant will go back and lay a second clutch, Billy, if that. Clutch of eggs is destroyed uh, before it hatches. Once, once okay. a once a hen pheasant hatches a clutch, she's finished. She won't hatch another clutch.
1: Okay. You know a uh, everybody a
2: little bit different than quail. Uh,
1: everybody thinks about pheasants when they think about South Dakota, but hey, you don't want to overlook the prairie chickens. One of the better prairie chicken populations on planet Earth. Is in South Dakota. Did, did they, uh, hatch and, and are they going to make this year?
2: Uh, yeah, all the reports and, and all of our, uh, uh, grouse and, and, uh, prairie chicken folks, uh, they're, they're saying that the numbers are definitely up on, uh, the prairie chicken and the short tail grouse and, uh, that they had really good hatches. And so uh, we're we're looking forward to hunting a few of those this fall.
1: Awesome, you bet. Hey, if folks uh, want to squeeze in a pheasant hunt or a chicken hunt uh, this fall, uh, do you still have some room there at the Dead Rabbit Lodge?
2: Oh, well, we do. We we still have a few openings for this fall. Sure do, Bill.
1: Okay, how can folks get in touch with
2: you, David? Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is just give me a call. Uh, my number is four zero four. Eight six seven six eight two three.
1: Very good, and we're going to have that up at kinderoutdoors.com, dot com. Uh, take a look. I've hunted with David for years and years and years. I promise you're going to hunt behind top notch bird dogs. They've got about forty thousand acres, so they can go where bird. They're going to have birds every year, and you're not going to be in better hands than with a bird dog man, uh, a bird hunter, David Hewitt and his crew. David, we'll be up there before too long, and uh, always good talking to you. Thanks for the report.
2: Good talking to you, Billy. Take care.
1: Absolutely one of my very favorite things to do. My wife, Robin, loves it, too. We love to go pheasant hunting, a very social hunt. You can laugh and talk. Have a big time. Call David, book a hunt. Hey, this corner of the camp house brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. It very gently over time settles the over barker, over jumper in your home. Calming Care.
4: I'm Stephen Scott with the Midwestern State University Bass Team. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm
5: thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
1: Merry Christmas, we fish you a Merry Christmas. How about crisp, clean air, endless water, and marlin after marlin for Christmas this year? That's what we have in mind for you and two of your friends or family at Carib Sea Sport Fishing and Kinder Outdoors. The lodging, dining, and fishing is on us in Costa Rica. Five nights in our beachfront penthouse. Three days fishing some of the most fertile water on the planet. Stay tuned and enter soon. Learn more at KinderOutdoors.com.
5: Fish
6: Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning vineyards, campground, and cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas. Offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com
1: For the sportsman who likes an outdoor adventure story, Ken Kirkaby's novels are just what you've been looking for. In the tournament, three friends travel to the Bahamas for a blue marlin tournament and find the fish of a lifetime. Ben Steelman of the Star News says the tournament is a yarn Papa Hemingway and Robert Rourke would have savored. Read and enjoy Ken Kirkabee this fall. In camp, along the trail or at home. The Tournament, Red Stick 1 and Red Stick 2, all available at Amazon. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are Agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com,
7: and just down the road. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership. Attend one of our fundraising banquets. And please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org.
0: God for the freedom, our men and women that defend it, and the constitution that guarantees it. Welcome to camp with Kinder Outdoors.
1: Fortiflora. Hey, it works. It's worked 100% of the time that I've used it. America's number one canine probiotic. If you own a dog, you really ought to have Fortiflora in the fridge because every dog suffers from GI upset from time to time. Fortiflora. Coming up in just a little while, Bass Fishing Hall of Famer Mark Davis is going to help us catch more fall bass. But right now, I want to talk to my buddy Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie. He ought to know how to catch a crappie in the fall. One of my best friends on this planet. One of my dearest friends. I truly love this guy. Even though most of the time he smells like crappie. Welcome back, Waldo. <laughs>
3: hey, man, it's good to be back, Billy. i tell you what, it's been a... Hey, man, hot weather, catching fish in hot weather, and I'm glad it's starting to cool off a little bit start getting some showers.
1: Yes, sir. And I want to talk about fall crappie patterns. You know, all summer long, these fish, for the most part anyway, have been deeper and in great big groups, you know, on brush or in the trees, bridge pilings, uh, stuff where they can get a little shade. But with fall, they're going to move around a little bit, aren't they?
3: Well, when those water temperatures start cooling down, I'll tell you what, Billy, uh, it's probably not a secret, but man, I like to fish in the creeks and tributaries in the fall. I like to move up in that shallow water, uh, shallower water, uh, especially, you know, the bait fish start moving into those creeks and those crappie are probably already in those creeks that nobody has touched all year long
1: mm-hmm. and, at least that uh, it,
3: we're getting these rains and it's moving that water and that moving water brings them big slab crappies up into those creeks
1: Mm-hmm. watch your uh g- watch your graph watch your electronics and and slow ease your way down through those creeks in the fall boy you can see
3: a lot of bait waldo well what i like to do is actually go up into the creeks and mark all of the structure as you're going up the creek. But when you run out of bait fish, you better turn around. (laughs) Because there ain't going to be no, there are not going to be many fish past that. And so turn around and start fishing all the stuff that you marked on the way up, and you will have a successful day crappie fishing in those creeks and tributaries that feed our lakes today.
1: So, Those brush piles that held fish in 20, 25 foot of water in the summer, are they any good when that water starts to cool down into the 70s?
3: Well, when the water starts cooling down, them fish are going to start moving into shallower flats, get out on the flats, and uh, they'll be in that 10-foot range. Like right now, a lot of fish are in that 8 to 12-foot range depending on the sunlight penetration cloudy etc depends on how they're up or down in that area but right now you know we're right here first of september and it started cooling down we are getting some cooler nights those fishes started moving up up on the structure a little bit higher you still may be in 25 foot of water, but those fish are going to be down 8 to 12 feet mm-hmm. instead of 18 to 20.
1: When you're fishing yeah. these creeks in the fall, Waldo, how are you going about it? What are you doing? Are you slow trolling? What are you doing?
3: Well, no, we're actually one polling. We're one polling. We're using the Mega Live, the Hummingbird Mega Live, and we're just looking at this lay down because with all the, we hadn't had many rains this year in Texas, but You know, with the, with the rains that changes, floods change the tributaries structure every year. There may be a new tree that's fell over into the creek. There may be a tree that's all the way across the creek. You know, I'm not saying carry a chainsaw, but you may need one. (laughs) You know, you may need one in some of these creeks, but anyway, I'm just saying that. Things change with swift water.
1: You bet and they so do. so,
3: rush piles move, logs move. You get a new log here, new log there. But what I start looking for is those log jams to where a logs come up against a stump, you know, and it's just held right there. And, man, you talking about fun fishing. When you come up on one of those laydowns or logs under the water or whatever you can see, Going down the middle of the creek, they're liable to be a big old pile right in the middle of the creek. You may see it visually see a little twig sticking up above the water, but that little twig could be a brush pile bigger than your boat. This is not this is not man made. This is nature made crappie hotels. <laughs> that's Exactly that's, right. It's a crappie hotel, man. It can be and and they love to get in them logs and rub around and, you know, and jump out and attack the bait that comes by. And uh, you can have some successful days on these brush piles.
1: You bet. Up in those creeks in the fall. Hey, something else big that's happening this fall is the Mr. Crappie Classic and Crappie Expo. It's Hey, just a little more than a month, we're going to get together in Branson, Missouri.
3: What are you talking about, Billy? We're talking about the greatest <laughs> crappie show on earth, the Crappie Expo in Branson, Missouri, October the 20th through the 22nd. We got the world's largest crappie fry. We got a $300,000 invitational crappie tournament. The winner wins $100,000.
1: Wow. That's pretty rich crappie fishing, pretty rich perch jerk in there.
3: I've actually put a spin on that, Billy. Because see, at the Crappie Expo, we give away ten thousand dollars a day on Friday and Saturday. Okay,
1: to anybody, but, anybody
3: that comes out, anybody there that buys a ticket to get into the show can win ten thousand dollars cash. But on Friday, if you don't answer the bell when your name's called, we're gonna roll that ten into Saturday, and one lucky person's gonna win. $20,000.
1: Oh, my word. Mm. So
3: $20,000 cash to one lucky person at the crappie expo.
1: So sign up and stay all day. You're going to want to anyway if you crappie fish. It's everything from the crappie fishing world. You've never seen this much crappie fishing gear under one roof. It's phenomenal.
3: Well, what I like about crappie expo and what it's designed for, Billy, Is actually all the manufacturers come and bring their new products for 2023. So this is the fall of 22 and crappie anglers can get the greatest and latest products brand new right off the, right off the manufacturing floor before they even go to a big box store anywhere else. They get first hand look at the new tackle equipment rods reels whatever
1: running out of time but tell us where this is going to be and when
3: well i'll tell you what it's going to be in branson missouri crappie expo october the 20th through the 22nd at the branson convention center right there on main street right down on lake Taneycomo in branson missouri
1: it's going to be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it waldo as always thank you for your time let's go launch a boat somewhere
3: and i guarantee it you're going to get the first-hand look at some new sausage spins by Mr. Crappie and Strike.
1: Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. That's I might get there one. a little bit before the doors open.
3: Okay, I'll be glad to show you one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come to Crappie Expo. We're going to have a ball. We always do. Thanks to my friends at Calming Care, Calming Care, from the trusted name Purina, for bringing us this corner of the camphouse. Calming Care, very gently and naturally over time, settles the overactive dog, the one that jumps all over company when they come over and just won't stop or freaks out during a thunderstorm or when you leave for work. Calming Care. Give it a try. Learn more at KinderOutdoors.com.
4: Hi, I'm Eric Gerlinger from Lewistown, Montana. Fish our walleye and hunt our elk. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
1: Whether I'm still hunting January whitetails in wintry West Texas, November pheasants in snowy South Dakota, crappie through the Minnesota ice, or big brown trout in the cold waters of the Ozarks in the fall. I know that I'm going to be warm and comfortable enough to go all day long. It starts with foundational protection from the frigid extremes. My basics and essentials are Buffalo Wool Company socks, gloves, and net gaiter. Here's Ron Miskin with Buffalo Wool. Well,
6: I was really surprised when I got pictures back. He sent, went and did a 330-mile snowmobile trek up in Alaska. Negative thirties, chasing muskox. He said. Second day, he quit wearing his choppers. Just wear our gloves and hat.
1: The buffalo fiber you make your products from, actually warmer than wool.
6: Oh yeah, much warmer than wool. A lot more durable.
7: These are meant to be used and used hard. Learn the secret of the buffalo. The
1: Co. dot com. The Co. dot com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife.
7: Easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kerchival invite you to enjoy this free-range
1: ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste.
4: I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links, uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our Chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a hatched chili and cheese summer sausage to complement our links. And we also have a uh, Frito Chili Cheese Pie Sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. (laughs) Located
1: just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit cinnamoncreekranch.com.
5: It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth, to sell you a life filled with urban fascinations, to ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, These fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood.
1: The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org.
0: You were coming when we heard your truck rattle across that old cattle guard. Welcome to our camp at Kender Outdoors.
1: Hey, if you have a dog, it doesn't matter if it's a sporting breed or if it's a couch potato, rescue dog, if you own a dog, if you have a canine, visit an Atwoods Ranch and Home Store today and look over the different Purina Pro Plan formulas. Grab the formula that best suits your dog and his or her lifestyle. Age, size, and then just watch. After a couple of weeks, you're going to see a healthier dog. Clearer eyes, cleaner teeth, a slicker, shinier coat, more energy. You're going to see the difference in a premium fuel for your dog, Purina ProPlan. It's that Woods. How's the dove hunting been going at your place? Kind of spotty around here. You see a bird or two or three or four of those big giant groups of birds. Not seeing that nearly as much as you normally would. The birds are pretty scattered Uh, with all of the rain. There's plenty to eat, and there's plenty of moisture everywhere, so they don't have to converge on a spot. They're kind of spread out. You might have to spend a little extra time in the field uh, around here to scratch down a limit of birds, but that never hurt my feelings. I, I enjoy that time in the field. Hey, let's go to Rock Island, Illinois, the home of Rock Island Auction Company. My friend Joel Colander and I like to catch up from time to time, and now is one of those times. Joel, welcome
9: back, my friend. Billy, always a pleasure. Good talking to you.
1: It's always fun to talk to you because you you have wild and crazy stuff that a lot of us just can't even imagine uh, from time to time. Uh, they're at Rock Island auction Company. Introduce your company to everyone in case they don 't know you
9: sure, as you mentioned we are rock island auction company we 're the largest firearms auction house in the world uh we 're known for selling a lot of you know six seven figure kind of world class firearms, but you know we 've got them for all levels of collecting hunting self defense whatever you need they're they 're going to have it at an auction
1: yeah, and I think a lot of people uh, hear about these spectacular auctions that you have and these very uh, collectible guns that sell for a lot of money, and they they think that they can't just go get a new deer rifle at Rock Island. You can.
9: Oh, absolutely. And that's whether you want a really usable one, like a, a Model 7 you can take out and use today, or you want like a first-year production in two fifty seven Roberts, and, the, you know, you, yeah, they'll have those Model 70s too. It, it's it's kind of everything.
1: Yeah, and I like to talk to you and catch up from time to time because you guys do have some spectacular auctions and another one of those just took place a couple of weeks ago you guys had a massive firearm sale some very collectible stuff and you you raised a lot of money
9: we were busy bees over here uh that auction our august premiere uh grossed 23 million over the three days uh that's the fifth highest in our company industry, uh company history, so we are we are pretty pleased with those results, of course.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Must have been some pretty special guns in there to uh, to run up to twenty three plus million.
9: There were. Um you know we had the Colts and the Winchesters, of course, as always are always our bread and butter. Um there was an eighteen ninety one production Colt, um Colt Single Action Army it just looked like it came off the factory. That brought, you know, over seven hundred sixty three thousand dollars. Wow. Um, yeah, the big star of the show, though, was actually off a movie screen. This was uh, yeah. the original Han Solo blaster from the Star Wars when it was filmed back in 1977,
1: 1976. Wow, how
9: cool is that? It was It's incredibly cool. I mean, it came right out of the prop house, right out of Bastien Company uh, in London. Thought lost, you know, for decades and decades, and here it is. Um, both the owner of the prop house... And the original armor of the film, you know, kinda of coming forward with it. Um, it sold for just over a million dollars.
10: That
1: is so cool. That's fun. Hey,
9: a bad we- day for an old beat up Mauser.
1: No, no, that's a pretty good day at the office at the auction. When someone oh, comes a lot of
9: fun. forward.
1: Yeah, when someone mm-hmm. comes forward with something like that um Mm -hmm. the first thing i do is raise an eyebrow and go okay how legit is this there must be quite a vetting process before you guys ever say okay you're right this is legit and let's see Mm -hmm. what what we can do at auction
2: oh
9: absolutely um i mean we get there's a lot of guns that come in with with tremendous stories but unfortunately you know if it if it doesn't have documentation or evidence to back it up that story is just that it's just a gun with a story um and we wish there were more we could prove you know it's not to say all these people aren't aren't telling the whole truth, but um you know without without documentation, there's not much we can do with it so uh, but when you have guns like this that come with either uh, as this one did with uh with letters from the owners uh, of the prop house company uh we have some coming up in December with factory letters serial numbered to gentlemen who would one day become presidents um those are things you know you can move forward with and market honestly and earnestly, and, of course, keep the trust your, of your buyers.
1: So uh, can you uh, tell us who that fellow was that would one day become president?
9: Well, there's two, to be honest with you. December is going to be just just a banger. Um, there is an excellent, excellent uh, revolver, a Smith & Wesson revolver, uh, owned by Teddy Roosevelt. Ah, wow. That should get some...
1: The father of modern-day conservation, and, boy, is that going to get some attention.
9: Oh, absolutely. We had sold a Colt single-action army of his um, this past December, and that was, you know, over a million dollars as well, close to one and a half. Um, also, though, in, this, in the December sale will be a rifle, and this one to me is the cooler one because these, these are just all buried in museums. It is a rifle as presented by Abraham Lincoln.
1: Holy cow! Yeah,
9: I mean, the, his Abraham Lincoln's Henry that was presented to him is you know it's tucked away in the Smithsonian. You're never going to see it again. In fact, pretty much anything involving Abraham Lincoln is obviously obviously you know tucked away or or people have it and they're not going to they're not going to let go of it. So when these those things come up and they come around, especially a firearm, uh boy, it's just a Tremendous opportunity to, to end the year for us.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Rock RockIslandAuction.com. You guys have a great website. It's really easy to navigate. You speak in terms that I can understand, uh, and it's easy to see what's coming up.
9: Exactly. In fact, the, the next one, it's a little more accessible firearms. That's one of our sporting and collector ones. That's this October 4th through the 7th. We had to add a fourth day of auction because there's so many guns. Uh, it'll be over 8,500 8, guns that are selling them in four days, and that's the one that's up on the uh, on that website right now.
1: Wow. How do I become eligible to, to go online and bid instead of paying attention to my job?
9: Actually, <laughs> <laughs> just head over. Yeah, you head over there, you sign up for an account. Like I said, they, they make it pretty painless.
1: Okay, good. Hey, uh, looking forward to seeing you at the uh, Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo.
9: Uh, agreed. Hopefully we'll get this uh, Texas expansion location uh, open up pretty soon. We can do one of these interviews in person, by gosh.
1: Yeah, you're, you guys are coming to Texas before too
9: long. We are. We'll have that location in Bedford, Texas. The last I heard, they were still planning on having some sort of auction hosted there in 2023, so fingers crossed at all that. Construction and, uh, and the materials are, are available to make that happen.
1: How cool is that? I'll be there front and center yeah. for that. I, I'd love to watch you guys uh, in action, Joel Colander. Once again, in case uh, people have questions, want to know more, uh, the website
9: oh, Rock Island Auction dot com.
1: Very good, Joel. Thank you so very much.
9: Thanks, Billy. Have a great morning.
1: Hey, we're hearing from folks all over the country. That want to go fishing in Costa Rica with us. I'm talking about our fall contest, our fall giveaway, fishing you a Merry Christmas with our friends at Carib Sea Sport Fishing, Costa Rica. How about this? You and two of your friends, family members, buddies, whatever, calling Casa Carib Sea, our beachfront penthouse, your home for five nights and spending your days offshore and inshore Costa Rica fishing for marlin, sailfish, mahi, roosterfish, and much, much more. Trip of a lifetime. It's a $10,000 value, and we're giving it away. More details are at kinderoutdoors.com, and that's K-I-N-D-E-R. You enter, tell your buddies to enter. If you win, you take him or he takes you. You see how that's working out? Hey, let's grab a cup of coffee and then meet right back here. Hall of Fame. Bass angler Mark Davis
6: joins us next. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm always thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
1: Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Sea Sport Fishing. Marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishingcostarica.com. Catch a fish in Costa Rica. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom.
7: We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property tejasranchfence.com.
1: Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive.
0: Um, The corner store gets snack and he either stop at Bucky's.
1: Because it's, it's Bucky's? Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind. And the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while.
0: A decoy, he starts it up. And sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if it that does, doesn't work, he just uses his call. <laughs> and then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing.
1: But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet.
0: I love sleeping in the car and waking up still in the car so well. I can just feel the comfort. No, that will
1: be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves.
7: We pick you up at the airport and you're
9: in our care custody and control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package.
1: Lane is a hunter himself and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises
9: the hairs on the back of your the first morning the fly off of the roost in the morning is
6: spectacular birds almost as far as you can see and they fly like that all day until sunset
1: come on let's go to argentina it's closer than you think visit cordobadoves.com or give lane a call 817-797-9020
7: my name is jose grasso the owner of jj cacherias can see me in argentina
0: campfire is always the gathering spot, no matter the weather. Tall tales and life's tough spots get worked out here. This is Kinder Outdoors.
1: Hey, don't put the rod and reel up after Labor Day. Fall is a great time to be out on the water that, hey, the weather is more tolerable and the fish bite a little better. My friend Mark Davis is in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Good to have you. Good to be back, Billy. You know, this time of year, I never know if you're chasing big green bass or if you're, uh, you know, uh, honing in on those doves or if maybe you're out filling a feeder at the deer lease. What are you up to?
10: Uh, actually I'm driving to, uh, Minnesota to fish a MLS event. Well, so it's,
1: it's,
10: I, still, I how, it's still fishing time.
1: I know how you love those smallmouths. So, uh, you know, hey, good luck. Do well.
10: Looking forward to it. It's looking forward to getting into some cool weather and uh, and some good fishing, hopefully.
1: And that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about. Even around here in Texas, we've got some high 60s uh, nights coming up in the next week or ten days, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, The water is cooling off, the weather is cooling off. Uh, What what do the the bass tend to do in in the fall, Mark, when they transition from summer to fall, cooler water?
10: Yeah, they just start biting, you know, they, uh, the, the fish, uh, in the south, I guess, you know, anywhere when that water temperature gets up in the, in the high eighties and low nineties, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're just like us. They're, they're waiting on cool weather. Uh, they welcome a north wind and I've seen, uh, so many times early fall, you know, you get a cool front and it really turns the fish on and they start biting and, and then it turns back Indian summer again, and they go, that old fish are like, oh, here we go again, it's hot, and they quit biting. But it's just the exact opposite of what it is in the springtime, you know. In the springtime, you want it to warm up, and in the fall, you want it to cool down. The fish are the same way.
1: Yeah, you know, that's like me in that lawnmower. You know, I, I, I mow a little better when there's a north breeze, and it knocks that humidity out of here for a day or two, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to it. How do you go about catching your, your bass in the fall? What are your, some of, some of your favorite fall baits, Mark?
10: Well, it all depends on the lake and the, and the, you know, water clarity. But, you know, there where I, where I live, uh, you know, catch a lot of fish on a jigging spoon. And, uh, of course, as, as it gets later and later in the fall, uh, the spoon stays good and, uh, but a crankbait starts to work and, you start getting back at your creeks, and you've also got a topwater bite that starts to to unfold when that water temperature uh, gets down to the to high seventies. You know, topwater comes back into play, and you've got schooling fish, you've got deep fish, and that's the great thing about fall is you've got a a, a lot of different ways to catch them besides just uh, you know all summer maybe we're dragging a worm or doing whatever, but in the fall. You've got shallow fish and deep fish to start to bite, and uh, it, it's a fun time of year to fish.
1: You bet it is. Uh, the bait, uh, if you're if you're fishing shad waters, and that's the primary bait, they're going to head for for the creeks and the tributaries, aren't they, in the fall?
10: A lot of them will. They'll a lot of your shad will start to bite great uh, back into those creeks, and they, and they'll go. Uh, you know, it's, it's a slow, everyone thinks, oh, they just run back there overnight, but they don't. You know, it's a, some shad are already back there and live back there. Then it's uh as the water cools, I think you have a little more, uh, shad activity start to, start to migrate back. But, you know, and it, you've also got a lot of shad to stay out, you know, in, in the main portion of the lake. They don't all go back there, but the main thing that happens in the fall is, uh, you know, your thermocline on these lakes gets deeper and deeper and deeper. In fact, I've watched, uh I, I pay a lot of attention to thermocline. And uh, I'll say two or three things about thermocline. A lot of guys don't pay any attention to it. But for one thing that you got to keep in mind, that on a given body of water, you think, well, thermocline is 30 feet deep or whatever it is out on the main lake. It, it will vary from one part of the lake to the other. So, in other words, you know, the main lake may, your thermocline may be 30, 32, 33, but then you run up the river or up in one of the major tributaries and you'll watch that thermocline get a lot shallower. And, uh, it may be only 20 feet up hmm. in, up in the river portion. So you think it's 30 feet all over, not, not necessarily. It, so it, it varies and that's, uh, that thermocline is the, that's the gauge to tell you kind of you know, especially summer and fall, kind of where them fish are at. Of course, then you, you reach a point to where the, the thermocline dissipates and it, it's, and that's called turnover, but it, it sort of goes away. And when it does that, then that's when you've got fish in, in a lot of different depths. But once, once that thermocline dissipates, you'll have fish go really, really deep. And you'll start catching down that forty and fifty feet of water on some lakes. That's certainly not the case on every lake, but on on your Highland reservoirs, that certainly happens. And you'll also have fish that are up there in a foot of water. So it's uh it's it's uh it it scatters the fish, but it also if you look at the way I look at it, it gives you a lot of different opportunities and different lot a lot of different ways to catch them.
1: And you know the solution to that deal is just go fishing. Go, go try to catch them.
10: Go try to figure it out. And you know, it's always, and uh, you get around the shed and uh, you just gotta find some fish that are active and, and, uh, you know, when, when that water temperature starts to cool, they, they start to feed and, and uh, things start to pick up. And that's, that's my favorite time of the year. I like it. Another thing I'll say about fall as opposed to spring, you know, springtime fishing is like a yo-yo. You know, it's, uh, it, it warms up and the fish get real active as you get a cold front. They slow down, they get hard and it's up and down and up and down. In the fall, once, once that water temperature gets down there and, uh, the, you know, below eight degrees, it's very constant and very steady and your conditions don't change a lot. And the fishing is so, so good and so consistent. And it's a great time of year to not necessarily catch a lot of big fish. But it's a great time of year to catch a, a big members of fish because it, it is so consistent.
1: Yeah, you get on a pattern, get on a little pattern and you can have a really good day. You can catch a lot of fish. Hey, Mark, you've been doing this a long time and a lot of people have learned a lot from you. Are you feeling good? You You backed off and had a little surgery a few years ago. Get those knees and hips in shape. That front of that boat will beat you half to death. Are you feeling good?
10: Yeah pretty good uh right now i've got a little back issue going on but uh, i mean that's just uh that's common for a lot of us we have have a little back trouble it's not anything you know serious it's just a i've got a i've got a, a back to stop uh a good friend of mine's son is a chiropractor and uh i was ab- actually able to stop by his office and he opened up on labor day and uh and just did me a favor and got me in there and uh Give me a little working over on my way up to Minnesota, but uh, aside from that, yeah, everything's everything's good. You know, after uh, you know, looking back, uh, had uh, elbow surgery, three shoulder surgeries. I've had my neck fused. I've had a hip replaced. So I've had my more than my share of uh, of problems, health health problems, mostly joint problems, and it's all from fishing. So, uh, <laughs> but but the good thing is, hey, yeah, I, everything's good. Everything's good. That's true. Right
1: Fishing is a contact sport if you do it hard and, hard and long.
10: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's so, you know, there's so much uh, repetition and, uh, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that, that, uh, I, I go fish in the vent and fish hard. Then I get home and then I fish, you know, at home. I fish every day and, uh, I just love it. And, uh, and I hope the, I hope the good Lord, uh, keeps me loving it, you know, because I've got a lot of friends that that fish for a long time, and they've lost interest in it, and I hope hope that never happens to me. I, I love fishing today as much as I did when I was a teenager, so I hope it stays that way.
1: I believe it will, Mark. I don't think that's going to change in you at all. And listen, as always, I really appreciate your time. Good luck in Minnesota. We'll be watching, okay?
10: I appreciate it, Billy. Always a pleasure.
1: From Major League Fishing Hall of Famer Mark Davis, this corner of the Camp House brought to you by Purina Pro Plan with a formula that best suits your dog waiting on you at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores.
0: If you boys are taking that old flat bottom out, don't forget these coffee cans. Just like life, you'll need to bail a little water now and then. This is Life in the Camp House at Kinder Outdoors.
1: Hey, you boys, get back in here off the porch. We have more chores to do around this old camp house today at Kinder Outdoors. Brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel. Pro Plan performance formula in that purple sport bag. Hey, yeah, that's exactly what you need for that hard-working dog, that bird dog, that retriever that you're going to take to the dove field or out to retrieve those teal for you today. Pro plan, pick it up at Atwoods Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. Bird dog folks, travel. Example, I live here in Texas and hunt primarily in West Texas for bobwhite quail, but I've been to Southern Arizona for the Little Mearns quail. Montana many times for huns and sharptails. Countless trips to South Dakota chasing pheasants and prairie chickens. So we not only like to know what the birds are doing down the road, but way out yonder as well. Let's go to South Dakota right now. When I want to know what the pheasant count is like in South Dakota, I go to a trusted friend, my buddy David Heelan at the Dead Rabbit Lodge. David is a bird dog man. He's had bird dogs all his life. And he has about forty thousand acres that he leases up in South Dakota. So uh, he's going to be he's going to have birds. Okay, if one area is kind of tough, he's got other areas that will produce, and it's that way year after year after year. David, always a pleasure to talk to you. Welcome back. How you doing?
2: Doing good, doing good, Billy. How how is it down in Texas?
1: You know what? It's below a hundred degrees, and it's been raining around here, so we're just grinning ear to ear, David. It's all good.
2: <laughs> good deal, good deal. Yeah, we've had our share of the rain too, so it's been a good thing.
1: That's good. I want to talk a little bit about uh, pheasant production, and c- because that's what—hey, that's when people in China think about South Dakota, or when people in Russia hear South Dakota. Or when an Australian thinks about South Dakota, they think about pheasants. So let's talk about those pheasants. Did we have a hatch this summer?
2: Billy, we had a very, very mild spring, uh, in central South Dakota, uh, which definitely helped the hatch. Uh, we're seeing a lot of, lot of broods, uh, up and down the roads and, uh, we didn't have any uh, serious storms or bad hail uh in our area so the hatch uh was is considered to be a lot better than normal i think we're going to see uh more birds than we normally do uh we had a great summer with uh several uh different rains uh, that we usually don't get in South Dakota. It's usually pretty dry in the summer. But this summer, uh, the good Lord blessed us with, uh, several good showers and, uh, took care of those chicks. And so the survival rate is pretty high. And so we're really excited about, uh, what we're going to be seeing this fall. Well,
1: that's really good news. Tell me this. I know as a quail hunter, those quail They'll, they'll, uh, they might breed it. They might raise two or even three broods in a summer in a strong year. Will pheasants go back and raise a second clutch?
2: Uh, the only time a hen pheasant will go back and lay a second clutch, Billy, if that clutch of eggs is destroyed, uh, before it hatches. Once once a, once a hen pheasant hatches a clutch, she's finished. She won't hatch another clutch.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
2: Yeah, but if she gets a, if if the nest of eggs gets destroyed uh, uh, in some way, um, she'll go back and lay another uh, nest of eggs and try to get a hatch.
1: Okay. You know, uh, everybody thinks a
2: little bit different than quail.
1: Yeah, uh, everybody thinks about pheasants when they think about South Dakota. But hey, you don't want to overlook the prairie chickens. One of the better prairie chicken populations on planet Earth is in South Dakota. Did did they uh, hatch, and, and are they going to make this year?
2: Uh, yeah, all the reports and and all of our uh, uh, grouse and and uh, prairie chicken. Folks, uh, they're, they're saying that the numbers are definitely up on, uh, the prairie chicken and the short tail grouse and, uh, that they had really good hatches. And so, uh, we're, we're looking forward to hunting a few of those this fall.
1: Awesome. You bet. Hey, if folks that uh, want to squeeze in a pheasant hunt or a chicken hunt, uh, this fall. Uh, do you still have some room there at the dead rabbit lodge
2: oh we do we we still have a few openings for this fall sure do bill
1: okay how can folks get in touch with you david
2: uh the best way to get in touch with me is just give me a call uh my number is 404-867-6823
1: very good and we're going to have that up at kinderoutdoors.com k-i-m-d-e-r uh, take a look. I've hunted with David for years and years and years. I promise you're going to hunt behind top-notch bird dogs. They've got about 40,000 acres, so they can go where birds, they're going to have birds every year, and you're not going to be in better hands than with a bird dog man, uh, a bird hunter, David Helan and his crew. David, we'll be up there before too long, and uh, always good talking to you. Thanks for the report.
2: Good talking to you, Billy. Take care.
1: Hey, I need a couple of you boys to help me drag that old flat bottom down to the creek. When we come back from the coffee pot, we're going to go crappie fishing. Good morning. This is Jimmy Houston. And when I'm
3: not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
1: Ken Kirkaby needs to be in your gear blind, camp house, or favorite fireside chair. An outdoor author that understands and lives the outdoors. In Red Stick One, Florida game warden Virgil Clary takes off his badge to track down a killer in the wilderness. Christopher Camuto of Gray's Sporting Journal calls Red Stick One a tightly written novel of pursuit and redemption. A pleasure to read. Ken Kirkaby's books are gritty, realistic, and action-packed. The tournament, Red Stick 1 and Red Stick 2, all available on Amazon. The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won best studio in the state of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish and fowl, International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Sea Sport Fishing. Marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day every day your next getaway is the best ever take a look at catch in costa rica.com catch in costa rica.com us highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers snow skiers and bird dog chasers 72 ounce steak eaters buried cadillac picture takers antelopers prairie doggers and rattlesnakers the herdware store sits on highway 287 near goodnight texas Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The Herdware Store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net.
4: At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com.
0: In God we trust. That fishing story you just told? Not so much. Come on, it's camp house time at Kinder Outdoors.
1: Hey, come on, let's go fishing in the Caribbean. <laughs> that emerald green water and some of the most fertile fishing water on planet Earth. Go catch marlin after marlin after marlin with sea Sport Fishing and Kinder Outdoors. It's our fall contest not only do we want to send you to the Caribbean, we want to send you and two more guests, the three of you, headed to the crystal waters of the Caribbean. You're going to stay oceanfront at Casa Carib Sea five nights. You'll enjoy some of the best inshore and offshore sport fishing on planet Earth. Learn the details when you come see me at KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie is golly, I just love him. He is one of my closest friends on this planet, despite the fact that most of the time he smells like crappie.
3: <laughs> hey Waldo,
1: welcome back to the show, buddy.
3: Hey man, it's good to be back, Billy. I tell you what, it's been a hey man, just hot weather, catching fish in the hot weather, and I'm glad it's starting to cool off a little bit, start getting some showers.
1: Yes, sir, and I want to talk about fall crappie patterns. You know, all summer long, these fish, for the most part anyway, have been deeper and in great big groups, you know, on brush or in the trees, bridge pilings, uh, stuff where they can get a little shade, but with fall, they're going to move around a little bit, aren't they?
3: Well, when those water temperatures start cooling down, I'll tell you what, Billy, uh it's probably not a secret, but. Man, I like to fish in the creeks and tributaries in the fall. I like to move up in that shallow water, uh, shallower water, uh, especially, you know, the bait fish start moving into those creeks and those crappie are probably already in those creeks that nobody has touched all year long.
1: Mm-hmm. And, At least since uh,
3: we're getting these rains and it's moving that water. And that moving water brings them big slap crappies up into those creeks.
1: Mm-hmm. Watch, your, uh, watch your graph. Watch your electronics and, and slow. Ease your way down through those creeks in the fall. Boy, you can see a lot of bait, Waldo.
3: Well, what I like to do is actually go up into the creeks and mark all of the structure as you're going up the creek. But when you run out of bait fish, you better turn around. because there ain't going to be no, there are not going to be many fish past that. And so turn around and start fishing all the stuff that you marked on the way up, and you will have a successful day crappie fishing in those creeks and tributaries that feed our lakes today.
10: So those brush
1: piles that held fish in 20, 25 foot of water in the summer, are they any good when that water starts to cool down into the 70s
3: well when the water starts cooling down them fish are going to start moving into shallower flats get out on the flat and uh, they'll be in that 10 foot range like right now a lot of fish are in that 8 to 12 foot range depending on the sunlight penetration cloudy etc depends on how they're up or down in that area. But right now, you know, we're right here, 1st of September, and it started cooling down. We're getting some cooler nights. Those fishes started moving up, up on the structure a little bit higher. You still may be in 25 foot of water, but those fish are going to be down 8 to 12 feet mm-hmm. instead of 18 to 20
1: when you're fishing these creeks in the fall, Waldo, how are you going about it? What are you doing? Are you slow trolling? What are you doing? Well,
3: no, we're actually one polling. We're one polling. We're using the mega live, the hummingbird mega live, and we're just looking at this lay down because with all the, we hadn't had many rains this year in Texas, but you know, with the, with the rains that changes floods, change the tributaries, structure every year there may be a new tree that's fell over into the creek there may be a tree that's all the way across the creek you know i'm not saying carry a chainsaw but you may need one <laughs> you know you may need one in some of these creeks but anyway i'm just saying that things change with swift water
1: you bet and they so do. rush
3: piles move logs move you get a new log here new log there but what I start looking for is those log jams to where a log's come up against a stump, you know, and it's just held right there. And, man, you talking about fun fishing. When you come up on one of those laydowns or logs under the water or whatever you can see going down the middle of the creek, there to be a big old pile right in the middle of the creek, you may see it visually see a little twig sticking up above the water but that little twig could be a brush pile bigger than your boat this is not this is not man-made this is nature made crappie hotels
1: (laughs) that's exactly right
3: it's a crappie hotel man it can be and and they love to get in them logs and rub around and you know and jump out and attack the bait that comes by and uh, mm-hmm. you can have some successful days on these brush piles.
1: You bet. Up in those creeks in the fall. Hey, something else big that's happening this fall is the Mr. Crappie Classic and Crappie Expo. It's, hey, just a little more than a month, we're going to get together in Branson, Missouri.
3: What are you talking about, Billy? We're talking about <laughs> the greatest crappie show on earth. The Crappie Expo in Branson, Missouri, October the 20th through the 22nd. We got the world's largest crappie fry. We got a $300,000 Invitational Crappie Tournament. The winner wins $100,000.
1: Wow. That's pretty rich crappie fishing, pretty rich perch jerk in there.
3: I've actually put a spin on that, Billy, because, see, at the Crappie Expo, we give away $10,000 a day on Friday and Saturday. Okay?
1: To anybody, anybody that comes out.
3: Anybody there that buys a ticket to get into the show can win $10,000 cash. But on Friday, if you don't answer the bell when your name's called, we're going to roll that 10 into Saturday, and one lucky person's going to win $20,000.
1: Oh, my word. Hmm. $20,000
3: cash to one lucky person at the Crappie Expo.
1: So sign up and stay all day. You're going to want to anyway if you crappie fish. It's everything from the crappie fishing world. You've never seen this much crappie fishing gear under one roof. It's phenomenal.
3: Well, what I like about Crappie Expo and what it's designed for, Billy, is actually all the manufacturers come – and bring their new products for 2023 so this is the fall of 22 and crappie anglers can get the greatest and latest products brand new right off the right off the manufacturing floor before they even go to a big box store or anywhere else they get first hand look at the new tackle equipment rods reels whatever
1: running out of time but tell us where this is going to be and when
3: Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be in Branson, Missouri, Crappie Expo, October the 20th through the 22nd at the Branson Convention Center, right there on Main Street, right down on Lake Tannecomo in Branson, Missouri.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Waldo, as always, thank you for your time. Let's go launch a boat somewhere.
3: And I guarantee it, you're going to get the first-hand look at some new sausage spins by Mr. Crappie and Strike.
1: Uh-oh. Uh oh, uh oh. I might get cool. there a little bit before the doors open.
3: Okay, I'll be glad to show you
5: one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Croppy Wally Marshall. Other guests in the camphouse today at Kinder Outdoors are Joel Colander with Rock Island Auction. They had a big gun sale the other day. We're going to talk about it next. And Hall of Fame bass fisherman Mark Davis
7: is coming up. Hi, this is Tuff and world champion bull rider. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. We
1: wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. How about crisp, clean air? endless water and marlin after marlin for christmas this year that's what we have in mind for you and two of your friends or family at carib sea sport fishing and kinder outdoors the lodging dining and fishing is on us in costa rica five nights in our beachfront penthouse three days fishing some of the most fertile water on the planet stay tuned and enter soon learn more at kinderoutdoors.com
5: Fish on.
6: <laughs> winter at the lake is a wonderful thing the still quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning fast Wi-Fi and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected even when you're getting away. The Vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com.
1: John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter
7: approach. Every job, every ranch,
1: every lay of land is unique and custom.
7: We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com
8: hey crappie anglers crappie season is here wally marshall mr crappie here to tell you about all of the new crappie products for 2022 check out the all-new wally marshall classic signature rods by lose the wally marshall classic series starts at five foot six and all the way up to 16 foot in length im8 graphite construction cork handles stainless steel guides super light for all day use and the perfect trolling and casting rods on the market today Now for you live scopers out there, the Wally Marshall Pro Target rods are designed with IM8 graphite blanks, stainless steel guides, and wind grip handles. No slip with a grip when you're trying to boat flip a three-pounder. Pro Target rods are the best for live scope, trolling, and perfect for wade fishing and heavy cover. All new Mr. Crappie Colors and Crappie Thunders, Slabalicious, Jokers, and Shadpose. Tennessee Mist, White, Who and Don't Miss the School Bus. All crappie anglers should keep the Mr. Crappie Slabomatic o Electric Filet Knife handy, too. StrikeKing.com, blues.com and Smith's
1: The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org.
5: Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood.
0: Coffee's always on, and the conservation is always good. Make sure you bring a youngin' or two. Together, let's teach them what heritage and tradition looks like. This is the Big Billy Kinder Outdoors Camp House.
1: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. This is our camp house, Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us. We greatly appreciate that. Thanks for dropping by the website and saying hello. Craig Pullen, Ponder, Texas. How'd hey, How about that Ponder Steakhouse? You want a baked potato, you have to call them before you go. They'll put it in the oven. Tell them what time you're going to be there. That's a great place. Craig, thanks for listening. Chase Weger is in Colbert, Oklahoma, listening to Kinder Outdoors. Got a really cool letter from Robert Holton this week. A great note. He lives in Lawrence, Kansas. Hey, Billy, I'm an over-the-road trucker. I'm usually in Kansas or Nebraska or Iowa. Or Missouri, when I listen to your show. Keep up the great work. Blessings to you and your bunch. Thank you very much, Robert. I appreciate that. Milt Burris catches Kinder Outdoors in Smithdale, Mississippi. Damien Plant, Valley Center, Kansas. We heard from Damien this week. Stacy Mueller, Yokum, Texas. Steve Jensen is in Purcell, Oklahoma. Michael No, Sulphur Springs, Texas. Robert Lutz is in Manhattan, Kansas. Mike Burnside, Talala, Oklahoma. Mike, when I got your note this week, I texted my buddy Edwin Evers, uh, pro bass angler Edwin Evers up there in Talala. I said, Hey, do you know Mike? He said, Yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> Darren Dunker, South Lake, Texas. James Norrid Jennings, Oklahoma. And in Gross Point Farms, Michigan, Ryan Kingsley listens to Kinder Outdoors. Thank you, one and all. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by the website and letting us know you listen. Let's go to Rock Island, Illinois right now, to Rock Island Auction Company, and my friend Joel Colander. Welcome back,
9: Joel. Billy, always a pleasure. Good talking to you.
1: It's always fun to talk to you because you you have wild and crazy stuff that a lot of us just can't even imagine uh, from time to time Uh, there at Rock Island Auction Company. Introduce your company to everyone in case they don't know you.
10: Sure, as you
9: mentioned, we are Rock Island auction Company. We're the largest firearms auction house in the world uh We're known for selling a lot of you know six seven figure kind of world class firearms, but you know we've got them for all levels of collecting hunting self defense whatever you need they're they're going to have it at an auction
1: yeah, and I think a lot of people uh, hear about these spectacular auctions that you have and these very uh collectible guns that sell for a lot of money and they they think that they can't just go get a new deer rifle at Rock Island. You can.
9: Oh, absolutely, and that's whether you want a really usable one, like a a Model Seven you can take out and use today, or you want like a first year production in two fifty seven Roberts, and the, you know, you, yeah, they'll have those Model 70s, too. It, it's it's kind of everything.
1: Yeah, and I like to talk to you and catch up from time to time because you guys do have some spectacular auctions, and another one of those just took place a couple of weeks ago. You guys yeah. had a massive firearm sale, some very collectible stuff, and you you raised a lot of money.
9: We were busy bees over here. Uh, that auction, our August premiere, uh, grossed twenty three million over the three days. Uh, that's the fifth highest in our company, in this, uh, company history, so we are we are pretty pleased with those results. Of course,
1: <laughs> I guess so. Must have been some pretty special guns in there to uh, to run up to twenty three plus million.
9: There were. Um you know we had the Colts and the Winchesters, of course, as always, always are always our bread and butter. Um there was an eighteen ninety-one production Colt um Colt Single Action Army. Just looked like it came off the factory. That brought, you know, over seven hundred sixty-three thousand dollars. Wow. Um yeah, the big star of the show though, was actually off a movie screen. This was uh cool. the original Han Solo Blaster from the Star Wars when it was filmed back in 1977,
2: 1976.
1: Wow. How cool is that?
9: It was its incredibly cool. I mean, it came right out of the prop house, right out of Baphti Company, Company uh, in London. Thought lost, you know, for decades and decades, and here it is. Um, both the owner of the prop house and the original armor of the film, you know, kind of coming forward with it. Um, it's sold for just over a million dollars.
2: Wow. That is so
1: cool. That's fun. Hey,
9: Not a bad day for an old beat up Mauser.
1: No, no, that's a pretty good day at the office at the auction when someone oh, comes forward. Yeah, when someone mm-hmm. comes forward with something like that, um, mm-hmm. the first thing I do is raise an eyebrow and go, "Okay, how legit is this?" There must be quite a vetting process before you guys ever say, "Okay, you're right. This is legit," and let's see mm-hmm. what what we could do at auction.
6: Oh, absolutely.
9: Um, I mean, we get, there's a lot of guns that come in with, with tremendous stories, but unfortunately, you know, if it, if it doesn't have documentation or evidence to back it up, that story is just that it's just a gun with a story Um and that we wish there were more we could prove, you know, it's not to say all these people aren't, aren't telling the whole truth, but um you know, without, without documentation, there's not much we can do with it. So, uh, but when you have guns like this, that come with either, uh, as this one did with uh with letters from the owners of uh, of the prop house company uh we have some coming up in December with factory letters serial numbered to gentlemen who would one day become presidents um, Those are things you know you can move forward with and market honestly and earnestly and of course keep the trust your of your buyers
1: so uh can you uh, tell us who that fellow was that would one day become president
9: well there's two to be honest with you December is going to be just just a banger. Um there is an excellent excellent uh revolver, a Smith and Wesson revolver uh, owned by Teddy Roosevelt. Ah. Oh. Wow. That should get some
1: the father of modern day conservation and mm-hmm. boy is that going to get some attention.
9: Oh, absolutely. We had sold a Colt single action army of his um this past December and that was, you know, over a million dollars as well, close to one and a half. Um Man. Also, though in this in the December sale will be a rifle, and this one to me is the cooler one because these these are just all buried in museums. It is a rifle as presented by Abraham Lincoln.
1: Holy cow! Yeah,
9: I mean, the, his Abraham Lincoln's Henry that was presented to him is you know it's tucked away in the Smithsonian. You're never going to see it again. In fact, pretty much anything involving Abraham Lincoln is obviously obviously you know tucked away or or people have it and they're not going to they're not going to. Let go of it, so when these those things come up and they come around, especially a firearm uh boy, just a tremendous opportunity to to end the year for us,
1: yeah, I guess so rock island dot com you guys have a great website, it's really easy to navigate, you speak in terms that I can understand, uh and it's easy to see what's coming up.
9: Exactly. In fact, the, the next one, it's a little more accessible firearms. That's one of our sporting and collector ones. That's this October 4th through the 7th. We had to add a fourth day of auction because there's so many guns. Uh, it'll be <laughs> over 8,500 8, guns that are selling in four days, and that's the one that's up on the uh, on that website right now.
1: Wow. How do I become eligible to, to go online and bid instead of paying attention to my job? <laughs>
9: <laughs> Actually, just head over. Yeah, you head over there, you sign up for an account. Like I said, they, they make it pretty painless.
1: Okay, good. Hey, uh, looking forward to seeing you at the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo. Uh,
9: Agreed. Hopefully we'll get this uh, Texas expansion location uh, open up pretty soon. We can do one of these interviews in person, by gosh.
1: Yeah, you guys are coming to Texas before too long.
9: We are. We'll have that location in Bedford, Texas. The last I heard, they were still planning on having some sort of auction hosted there in 2023. So fingers crossed that all that construction and uh, and the materials are are available to make that happen.
1: How cool is that? I'll be there front and center for that. I'd love to watch you guys uh, in action. Joel Colander. once again, in case uh, people have questions, want to know more, uh, the website?
9: Uh, RockIslandAuction.com.
1: Very good. Joel, thank you so very much. Thanks, Billy. Have a great morning. Joel Colander, Rock Island Auction Company. Gun shopping? Hey, you ought to give them a look the world's number one gun seller at auction, Rock Island Auction Company. Well, listen, we're going to take a little break, maybe stretch our legs for a minute or two. I can smell sausage and biscuits. I need one or two of those. (laughs) And then we're going to go fall bass fishing with a guy that, golly, he's done it as good as anyone in history. Mark Davis from Mount Ida, Arkansas. He's in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Fishes the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour.
10: Hey, everybody, it's professional angler Mark Davis, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors.
1: You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago, but... There are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Minus. start early about six
5: forty-five.
1: And stick with what's dependable, like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, (laughs) but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. (laughs) ClassicChevrolet.com.
7: It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, One thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, Our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful. Americans are
1: learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables cinnamon creek archery in roanoke texas has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery people who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game you can't just sell somebody a bow and say hey good luck you need to be able to take them aside teach them the fundamentals teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport visit cinnamoncreekranch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery.
7: The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth Let's keep the most brilliant quail mines on Earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org.
1: From a deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and North Fork Rivers, at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com.
0: That view from the porch is pretty awesome this time of year. Let's sit and visit a while and our outdoors.
1: Phone number in the camp house one eight seven seven eight twenty BBKO one eight seven seven eight twenty twenty-two fifty-six. The website kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. That's where you'll uh, find more information about our fall contest, Fishing You a Merry Christmas. We've partnered with our friends at Sea Sport Fishing, uh, home of fantastic, world-class sport fishing in the Caribbean. We're going to send you and two buddies, two guests, two family members, whoever you want to take with you to the Caribbean. You're going to stay oceanfront five nights at Casa CaribSea, and you'll be out to sea, three days, either offshore or inshore, some of the finest sport fishing on planet Earth, and it's all on us as a way of saying thank you for listening to Kinder Outdoors. More details at kinderoutdoors.com. I've got some very talented friends in the bass fishing industry. Hall of Fame! friends like this guy mark davis from mount Ida, arkansas fishes the major league fishing bass pro tour and we're going to talk about catching big green bass in the fall mark welcome back to the show buddy good to be back Billy. uh the water is cooling off the weather is cooling off uh what are, what do the the bass tend to do in in the fall mark when they transition from summer to fall cooler water
10: yeah well, they just start biting you know they uh when that water temperature gets up and the in the high 80s and low 90s, they're, uh, they're just like us. They're, they're waiting on cool weather. They welcome a north wind, and I've seen, uh, so many times early fall, you know, you get a cool front, and it really turns the fish on, and they start biting, and, and then it turns back Indian summer again, and they go, that old fish are like, oh, here we go again, it's hot, and they quit biting. But it's just the exact opposite of what it is in the springtime, you know. In the springtime, you want it to warm up, and in the fall, you want it to cool down the fish are the same way.
1: How do you go about catching your, your bass in the fall? What are your, some of, some of your favorite fall baits, Mark?
10: Well, it all depends on the lake and the, and the, you know, water clarity. But, you know, there where I, where I live, uh, you know, catch a lot of fish on a jigging spoon. And, uh, of course, as, as it gets later and later in the fall, uh, the spoon stays good and, but a crankbait starts to work and, you start getting back at your creeks, and you've also got a top water bite that starts to to unfold when that water temperature uh, gets down to the to high seventies. You know, so top water comes back into play, and you've got scooping fish, you've got deep fish, and that's the great thing about fall is you've got a a, a lot of different ways to catch them besides just uh, you know all summer maybe we're dragging a worm or doing whatever, but in the fall. You've got shallow fish and deep fish that to start to bite and uh, it it's a fun time of year to fish
1: you bet it is uh the bait uh, if you're if you're fishing shad waters and that's the primary bait they're going to head for for the creeks and the tributaries aren't they in the fall
10: a lot of them will they'll a lot of you shad will start to bite great uh back into those creeks and they, and they'll go uh you know, it's, it's a slow, everyone thinks, oh, they just run back there overnight, but they don't. You know, it's a, some shad are already back there and live back there. Then it's uh as the water cools, I think you have a little more, uh, shad activity start to, start to migrate back. But, you know, and it, you've also got a lot of shad to stay out, you know, in, in the main portion of the lake. They don't all go back there, but the main thing that happens in the fall is, uh, you know, your thermocline on these lakes gets deeper and deeper and deeper. In fact, I've watched, uh I, I pay a lot of attention to thermocline. And uh, I'll say two or three things about thermocline. A lot of guys don't pay any attention to it. But for one thing that you got to keep in mind that on a given body of water, you think, well, thermocline's 30 feet deep or whatever it, it is out on the main lake it it will vary from one part of the lake to the other. So in other words, you know, the main lake may your thermocline may be 30, 32, 33, but then you run up the river or up in one of the major tributaries and you'll watch that thermocline get a lot shallower and uh it may be only 20 feet up hmm. in up in the river portion. So you think it's 30 feet all over, not not necessarily. It so it it varies and that's uh that thermocline is the that's the gauge to tell you kind of you know, especially summer and fall, kind of where them fish are at. Of course, then you, you reach a point to where the, the thermocline dissipates and it, it's, and that's called turnover, but it, it sort of goes away. And when it does that, then that's when you've got fish at a lot of different depths. But once, once that thermocline dissipates, you'll have fish go really, really deep. And you'll start catching down that forty and fifty feet of water on some lakes. That's certainly not the case on every lake, but on on your Highland reservoirs, that certainly happens. And you'll also have fish that are up there in a the foot of water. So it's uh it's it's a, it, it scatters the fish, but it also if you look at it, the way I look at it, it gives you a lot of different opportunities and different a lot of a lot of different ways to catch them.
1: And you know the solution to that deal is just go fishing. Go, go try to catch them.
10: Go try to figure it out. And, you know, it's always, and um, you get around the shed and, uh, you just gotta find some fish that are active and, and, uh, you know, when that water temperature starts to cool, they, they start to feed and, and uh, things start to pick up. And that's, that's my favorite time of the year. I like it. Another thing I'll say about fall as opposed to spring, you know, springtime fishing is like a yo-yo. You know, it's, uh, it, it warms up and the fish get real active as you get a cold front. They slow down, they get hard and it's up and down and up and down. In the fall, once, once that water temperature gets down there and, uh, the, you know, below eight degrees, it's very constant and very steady and your conditions don't change a lot. And the fishing is so, so good and so consistent. And it's a great time of year to not necessarily catch a lot of big fish. But it's a great time of year to catch a, a big numbers of fish because it, it is so consistent.
1: Yeah, you get on a pattern, get on a little pattern and you can have a really good day. You can catch a lot of fish. Hey, Mark, you've been doing this a long time and a lot of people have learned a lot from you. Are you feeling good? You, you backed off and had a little surgery a few years ago. Get those knees and hips in shape. That front of that boat will beat you half to death. Are you feeling good?
10: Yeah. Pretty good uh right now I've got a little back issue going on, but uh, I mean that's just uh that's common for a lot of us we have have a little back trouble. It's not anything you know serious it's just a i've got a i've got a a back factor stopped uh a good friend of mine's son is a chiropractor and uh i was ab- actually able to stop by his office and he opened up on labor day and uh and this did me a favor and got me in there and uh Give me a little working over on my way up to Minnesota, but uh, aside from that, yeah, everything's everything's good. You know, after uh, you know, looking back, uh, had uh, elbow surgery, three shoulder surgeries. I've had my neck fused. I've had a hip replaced. So I've had my more than my share of uh, of problems, health health problems, mostly joint problems, and it's all from fishing. So, uh, <laughs> but but the good thing is, hey, yeah, I, everything's good. Everything's good. That's
1: Fishing is a contact sport if you do it hard and, hard and long. (laughs) Yeah,
10: it's so, you know, there's so much uh, repetition and, uh, uh, you you know, I'm, I'm the guy that, that, uh, I I go fish in the vent and fish hard. Then I get home and then I fish, you know, at home. I fish every day and, uh, I just love it. and, uh, And I hope the, I hope the good Lord, uh, Keeps me loving it, you know, because I've got a lot of friends that have fished for a long time, and they've lost interest in it, and I hope hope that never happens to me. I, I love fishing today as much as I did when I was a teenager, so I hope it stays that way.
1: I believe it will, Mark. I don't think that's going to change in you at all. And listen, as always, I really appreciate your time. Good luck in Minnesota. We'll be watching, okay?
10: I appreciate it, Billy. Always
1: a pleasure. He's in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, Major League Fishing's Mark Davis. Hey, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the time we have in this camphouse each week and invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your
5: bunch.